everyone, and welcome to the Nolan Podcast. I'm digital reporter Hannah Bubser. As EVs become more commonplace, shops are having to adjust how they provide service to account for vehicles with different drivetrains rolling into their service bays. Mark Ferner, a senior manager with Bridgestone, joins the show to talk about how Bridgestone locations have slightly shifted their training to promote safety and efficiency with EVs, while still focusing on services that are needed on all vehicles, regardless of what powers them. And so just to start off, uh, it seems that electric vehicles have really kind of hit the mainstream in the last year. There's a lot more press going around. Uh, Companies such as Ford and General Motors placing huge commitments to have half of their new vehicle sales be EVs by 2030. So it really feels like we're finally starting to turn the corner on uh, kind of public adoption of electric vehicles. And for the aftermarket, that means they're going to see more vehicles coming in uh, for repair. Uh, whether that be maintenance, whether that be collision repair. Uh, so just for you all at, at at Bridgestone, how do you start to adjust your services? How do how are you guys tackling the emerging, I won't call it a problem, but the emerging EV trend? Uh, yeah, not, hey, not a problem. Uh, and I agree with you. It's not a problem. And actually, it's it's already here as far as emergence. If you think about it, even a lot of hybrid vehicles also have high voltage systems. And uh, those are the same things that we're dealing with on fully electric vehicles. So we've already had an opportunity to have some exposure to the high voltage systems on hybrids. And we do have a lot of electric vehicles that come into our stores. Granted, uh, currently the majority are for tires and for alignments and things like that. But uh, there is this growing need um, to be able to service not only the high voltage side, But there are a few subtle nuances when it comes to um, be it both uh, electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles as far as just maintenance and working around the orange wires, but without touching the orange wires. So uh, it's it's brought us to a point where we've had a lot of stores uh, in our network nationwide that have already been working on high voltage systems. And we just in the last uh, couple of years started to try and uh, centralize um, some of the different things that we offer and um, standardize the training, standardize the equipment, things like that. Mm-hmm. And as you're mentioning, you know, EVs are already starting to roll into shops across the country. And, you know, the automakers themselves are marketing these vehicles as futuristic, as the new thing, as brand new, never before seen entities on the road. But as you mentioned, you know, their cars, their vehicles, they yeah. uh, roll on four wheels. Uh, and even though it's electric, they still have an engine. So kind of building on that, where on an electric vehicle, uh, when when you see one come into one of your stores, where do the repairs differentiate? Where does the maintenance differentiate? And how is it still the same as working on an ICE vehicle? Sure. So some of the things that are going to be the same, you know, um, be it electric car, a, a conventional ICE uh, vehicle, you're still gonna have tires, you're still gonna have brakes, you're still gonna have alignments, things like that. With uh, Even with some electric vehicles, you could still have oil changes, even if the ICE, the internal combustion engine is not driving the wheels, instead it's working as a generator to help extend the range. You still have all that maintenance for a combustion engine. 
So a lot of that remains the same, but there are some of these things that are a little bit different. So for example, on a high voltage system, it likely has its own cooling system. So um, the power inverter, the electric motors, they likely have their own cooling system. So that means a second radiator potentially and a, sep a separate electric water pump to circulate or coolant pump to circulate that. Um, the battery could have its own independent uh, cooling system in there. It could be air cooled. It could be circulated by or cooled by circulating coolant. And it could even have uh, refrigerated air or refrigerant used to help cool it down. So those aren't necessarily touching the high voltage side. But when you're working that close to the battery, you still need to have some of the extra training uh, regarding safety to know what you can touch and what you shouldn't shouldn't touch. Um, so those are some of the things that are on the edge. Another thing to think about is brakes. You know, uh, a common mis uh, misperception by some consumers is that, oh, uh, this electric vehicle has regenerative brakes. So I guess I don't need to worry about brake pads and shoes and rotors and drums anymore. Well, that's not the case. You know, it still has the conventional friction brakes and the regenerative braking system just helps assist that. So a conventional brake job today might be uh, getting in there and potentially replacing pads or shoes and uh, resurfacing or replacing rotors or drums. But going forward, those may not wear down as quickly, but you're still gonna be doing the inspection, but likely you're gonna be looking at the caliper hardware because road debris is gonna to start to collect on those and it could start, it, it would have more of a tendency to freeze up uh, between services, between maintenances. And of course, if the caliper sticks, then that leads to all sorts of other types of brake wear problems. So you'll see in some of the um, vehicle manufacturer uh, service guides where they'll say that uh, potentially even every year, you still do a brake inspection but you focus on lubricating the caliper hardware. And while you're there, you happen to look and what's the condition of the brake, uh, brake pads or brake shoes. Mm -hmm. And so building on that, you're mentioning uh, very similar services to what people are doing on ICE vehicles, but with kind of a, a slightly different twist to it, or it's not done exactly the same. But building on that uh, Bridgestone, Firestone, you guys are known for, for tires. Uh, so specifically when it comes to electric vehicle tires, uh, maybe I'm oversimplifying a little bit, but EVs tend to be heavier than ICE vehicles and therefore the tires tend to wear down more quickly. So just when it comes to even something as, as um, you know, commonplace as tires, every vehicle has tires, even that then will be, so the service will then be different on EVs as opposed to ICEs, correct? It, it could very well be. You know, if you look in the owner's manual of um, electric vehicles and even some of the hybrid vehicles, uh, you, you may very well only see uh, tire um, selection recommendations based on uh, load and load and speed and, and tire size. You know, they may just have it as simple as that. However, there are some electric vehicles that will add other or request other attributes to be part of the tire, such as improved or reduced rolling resistance to try and help extend that electric vehicle driving range. Uh, could also be where they've got an acoustic foam or something built inside the tire to help uh, attenuate some of the noise. And, you know, if you were to, if the vehicle came with tires that are 
equipped with that material to uh, reduce the noise and a customer comes in and gets a new tire and says, I don't want to pay for that extra one. I still want the load and speed and the, the right size. They could end up coming back and saying, you know, the car's louder than it was before. What did you do? And it's just the fact that you hear more road noise from that particular tire. So uh, some similarities, but a, a few differences, but um, not yet at the point, in my opinion, where you necessarily say there is a, a pure electric only tire, you know, for electric vehicles. But there are certain, of course, as you said, there are certain considerations that you need to keep in mind. So changing gears here a little bit, uh, just kind of once again, looking overall at electric vehicle maintenance as a whole, as you're mentioning, um, some of the services are still very similar, but you are dealing with a high voltage system that you may not be dealing with in an ICE. So just in general, how important is it for people who are working on electric vehicles to be trained in doing so and to know how to handle those high voltage systems and to know what they're doing when they're in there? Uh, that, that is a very, very good point. So let me start by saying one of the things that we've done in the past uh, in the past year or two is we went back and refreshed. We previously had provided uh, safety, let's call it safety awareness training when it came to high voltage systems for all of our technicians. And in the last year or two, we've created new modules and we broke it up into every single one of our techs that comes through the door. They need to be trained what the orange wires represent how to safely not touch the orange wires and how to be able to do an oil change or a tire or an alignment service on a vehicle that does have high voltage without contacting the high voltage. Because, I mean, even when the vehicle is off, uh, granted most of the high voltage uh, system powers down, but you still do have a high voltage battery there that's a couple hundred volts at least. So uh, certainly a safety risk. Um, then what we have is anybody, any of our technicians that are going to be touching the high voltage system. And for us, that means even if they have to remove the service safety disconnect switch or turn off the, the safety plug on the vehicle, what, however it's equipped, if they do that, they have to have full training in being uh, to know when and how to properly power down one of those high voltage systems to work on the vehicle. And it goes even beyond their personal safety. We also want to make sure that, say they take a, a high voltage battery, be it out of a, an electric vehicle or out of a hybrid vehicle, and they have it exposed or sitting on the countertop, um, and they're doing some diagnostic work on that high voltage battery. We need to make sure that uh, if one of our um, uh, other technicians is walking a, a, a customer through the store to discuss their brakes on the next vehicle down, that we've got the right safeguards in place so that nobody accidentally touches something that might be unsafe. It, it, it brings in a few more aspects, you know, not only personally for the, the technician, but as well just to make sure that the store uh, manager, the service advisor, whatever the case may be, that they have the ability also to understand what are the safety requirements and when should, if they happen to look over, is the tech wearing the, the lineman's gloves and the using the right equipment at the right point in time. So uh, it, it, it's, it's a little bit uh, a little bit new and different. Mm -hmm. 
And so you mentioned earlier that you're already seeing electric vehicles roll into stores. And it, it seems that that is just kind of the trend across the country. As you mentioned, they're not coming. They're already here. The electric vehicles have already kind of hit the mainstream. So one, on a safety front, and then two, on being able to actually serve customers. How important is it for shops, particularly independent shops, have their techs trained on repairing electric vehicles so that not only when they see these vehicles come in, uh, their techs know how to repair it, but then also they can actually service it and have that customer come back to them. How important is it to, for people to get in on this? I would say the number one thing would be, uh, for, of course, on the safety side, um, making sure that e even if they don't have technicians or the equipment to do any of the high voltage services or whether they do all of the high voltage services, they need to have that awareness and that safety to know how not to get hurt and uh, you may have um, uh, heard recently that uh, ASE is starting to work on a, a new uh, designation, uh, a, a certification, which is basic safety awareness for all technicians. So that, again, it's something like uh, the uh, EPA 609 for air conditioning work. This would be something that would potentially be there for all the technicians to make sure they have that basic safety awareness. In regard to uh, the, the technical side and being prepared, you know, admittedly for us, as I mentioned before, we have, we do have electric vehicles and certainly we have many hybrid vehicles coming through our doors and the majority of them are coming in for, let's call it conventional or, or non-high voltage service work. So I believe it's very important to understand the safety aspects, just being close to, even if you're not working on those. Um, the demand pull from the consumers so far uh, is still, it's still on the light side. Um, we're not having an, an overwhelming demand for uh, rebuilding batteries or diagnosing electric machines just yet. Uh, we are getting them, but then again, we've, we already have stores across the country, even, you know, prior to us uh, formalizing this uh, centrally that had gone through safety training, gone through technical training and have been replacing high voltage batteries um, in vehicles uh, after they've diagnosed them uh, for quite some time, several years, in fact. So to me, I think we're, we're still, we're early days, but we're certainly close to that tipping point uh, where you're gonna start seeing more and more of the high voltage services come in. And also, especially if it's a vehicle that is hybrid or if it's a, extended range electric vehicle that still has a combustion engine as well as a high voltage system, it is good to have that knowledge and awareness so that you can diagnose and know which one might be impacting the other, you know, because if the customer comes in, they may give you something as uh, vague as I, I don't have the fuel efficiency that I used to have, and maybe it's an all electric vehicle. Um, and you need to be able to put that into, you know, the context of, all right, is it something with the batteries? Is it something with the power inverter? Is, is there something else going on in the system? It, all these things are starting to be more and more interrelated. I mean, think as well with the, um, the DC-DC converter on these vehicles that's stepping down the high voltage battery to the 12 volts or 24 volts to run a lot of the other systems. You still, on some vehicles, you may no longer have an alternator and starter, so you still have to have fundamental knowledge of that DC to DC converter and able to uh, diagnose a, 
a no-start situation or potentially some other type of uh, election. And that'll do it for us here on the Nolan Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Hannah Bubser, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.